Well, good morning to you all. It's a bit cooler outside, but a very warm welcome is extended to everyone in here and to those who join us online. You're all very welcome. Let us bring our worship to God as we sing to his praise and for his glory. Psalm 145, the second version on page 444. We sing the first seven verses. O Lord, thou art my God and King. Thee will I magnify and praise. I will thee bless and gladly sing unto thy holy name always. Each day I rise, I will thee bless and praise thy name time without end. Much to be praised and great God is, his greatness none can comprehend. O Lord, thou art my God and King.
Let's now unite our hearts in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and ever gracious God, our loving Father in heaven, we draw near to you this day. We thank you for the privilege of doing so. We bless you for this, your own special and hallowed day. This one day set aside in seven, whereby we can draw near and worship you in spirit and in truth. We come before you the only way we can come as sinners before a thrice holy God. We dare not come in our own strength or depending upon our own merits, but we seek to come in the way that you have provided, the way of Jesus Christ your Son. And we come in him and through him and with him, that we might worship together. We need help in our worship, so do draw near to us. Help us to focus upon you, O Lord. Help us to focus our eyes upon you. We pray that you would help us to see Jesus above and beyond the pulpit or anyone else here. Lord, fix our eyes upon the only Saviour from sin. Focus our ears on you. O God, in the stillness, as we wait upon you, help us to be attentive and obedient to your voice through your word. And help us to focus our lips upon you that we might praise you with all our hearts. And in our minds, may we think only of Jesus and Jesus only. So have your own perfect way amongst us. Forgive our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And meet with us afresh. So that ere we leave this your house this day, we might rejoice that it was good for us to be here because here we met with you. We ask all these things only in the name and only for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now a word for the young people and the not-so-young people as well. I was working on my laptop recently. I was practically finished. And I thought I had been very careful to save the document that I was working on 
because I have suffered in the past by not saving a document and losing a lot of my work. So I went to close down and a dialogue box dropped down. Do you want to save your changes to your document? And you know the little box that drops down that says save or don't save or cancel. And I thought, oh stupid computer, I have saved. I have already saved everything. Then I realized my computer wasn't stupid but just the person who was working it. I had read over and revised what I had written but I inserted one full stop and didn't save it. When writing something it is important to be careful. It's important to have good grammar, correct spelling and to pay attention to punctuation. You know like question marks, commas and full stops. Oh yes, the computer was quite correct in asking me did I want to save the changes even though it was only one little full stop. I had made a change and I hadn't saved it. For those who are interested in such things, the font I was using was Bookman Old Style and the size was 0.14. But that spoke to me that it's just like sin. The Bible tells us in James chapter 2 and verse 10, For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. So it didn't really matter whether I had saved all that I had written or not. The fact that I hadn't saved that one full stop meant that the whole thing needed saved. Why let one sin keep us out of heaven? Because we were not saved from it. We might as well have been guilty of all the sins that there ever were. Why let one sin go unforgiven when Jesus can forgive every sin? It's as straightforward as A, B, C, how we can have our sins forgiven, how we can be saved. A, B, C. A, admit 
Admit we have sinned. Admit that we have sinned against God and against his word. Admit that I am a sinner and I need God's salvation. Believe. Believe that the precious blood of God's own Son, Jesus Christ, can cleanse every sin. No matter how big we think it is, no matter how little we might regard it, Jesus can forgive every sin if we trust him, if we ask him. And then confess. And that simply means to tell others, to witness to others. I have sinned, but I have asked Jesus to forgive me. And he has. And I now have peace with God. We further sing to God's praise, Psalm 40. On page 259, Psalm 40, the first five verses, I waited for the Lord my God and patiently did bear. At length to me he did incline my voice and cry to hear. He took me from a fearful pit and from the miry clay and on a rock he set my feet establishing my way. The 40th Psalm, the first five verses.
Our scripture reading is found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, and we read the first 30 verses. Luke chapter 18, let us hear the word of God. And he, that is Jesus, told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, 
Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? But he said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, See, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come, eternal life. Amen. And we trust the Lord to add his blessing to this reading of his word. Let us again unite in prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can turn to you with prayers of intercession. You have told us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Lord, we thank you for this congregation and you alone know the needs of every person whose head is bowed before you now. We thank you that you are able to meet our every need. So help us to trust you, to look to you. We thank you that you are able to do far, exceedingly far more than we can ask or even think. Remember those who are ill and the aged and the infirm and those who are not able to join with us. Lord, minister to them in their need. Help them today and in their daily lives. Remember those who mourn, those whose hearts are heavy, those whose lives have been saddened. And we pray that you would bless and comfort 
all who mourn the passing of a loved one whether that be some time ago or whether in more recent times our father we remember our minister Farker and we ask your rich blessing upon him in these days of rest we pray that he might return to the ministry here in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ refreshed reinvigorated encouraged once more to take up the gospel and to spread it abroad Lord remember our land in all its need remember our governments in Westminster and in Holyrood in all the turmoil of these modern times Father give wisdom discernment and we pray that those who lead us may in turn be led by you as shortly we turn to your word have your own perfect way amongst us we ask these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen Again, we sing from Psalm 40 on page 260 from verse 11 down to the end of the psalm. Psalm 40 from verse 11. Thy tender mercies, Lord, from me, O do thou not restrain thy loving kindness and thy truth. Let them me still maintain. Psalm 40 verses 11 to the end.
The questions that people asked of Jesus recorded in Scripture are very important and worthy of deep consideration. For example, Nicodemus in John chapter 3, when Jesus said to him, You must be born again. Nicodemus was thinking along physical, not spiritual lines, and he asked Jesus, Can a man enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Or the question that the disciples asked of Jesus in Acts chapter 1, just before his ascension. Will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus made it clear that more important than that was the fact that the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon them on the day of Pentecost and they would be witnesses to him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and on to the uttermost parts of the earth. The questions that people ask Jesus are important. But I would suggest to you that even more important, more vital, are the questions that Jesus asked people. For example, Mark chapter 8 and verse 37. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Another question. After entering into the villages of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, Who do people say that I am? Oh, some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah are one of the prophets. But Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? The questions of Jesus are vitally important. Let us then consider the question at the end of verse 8 of Luke chapter 18. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I would dare to say there will be faith on the earth when Jesus returns. About 85% of the world's population identifies with a religious group. And the world population at present is almost 8 billion people. The five most predominant religions 
globally are Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Christians number about two and a half billion, Jews 1.5 million, Muslims 1.6 billion, Buddhists 1.6 billion, and Hindus 1.2 billion. And I can't imagine, although who knows how this world will eventually turn out, I can't imagine there being no faith, no religion, when Jesus comes again. When this text tells us that Jesus will he find faith find implies searching or looking for faith faith is for earth not for heaven there will be no faith in heaven now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face we shall know even as we are known. So I would suggest to you that there will be faith on the earth when the Son of Man comes again. But here's the important question. Will there be real faith on the earth Faith is fundamental to Christian creed and conduct. Faith in the word of God, that what God has said is settled forever. Faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, who came from heaven to earth to die on Calvary's cross, that our sins might be forgiven. Faith is fundamental to Christianity. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. As Jesus conversed with and helped people on earth, he looked for evidence of faith in their lives. The Syrophoenician woman in Mark showed a persevering faith. The centurion soldier displayed a humble faith in Luke chapter 7. Blind Bartimaeus of Mark chapter 10 showed an earnest faith. And Daniel in the Old Testament exhibited a daring faith in the book called after his name. Jesus looked then for faith. When he saw it, he acknowledged it and often rewarded it. He looks on us today. 
He sees not as we see on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. He sees right within, and he sees and knows whether we have genuine faith or no faith at all. But if Jesus on earth did not see faith in people, he encouraged them to possess it with four simple words. Have faith in God. And also, you believe in God, believe also in me. When the Son of Man comes, will he find real faith? Faith that is genuine, persevering, humble, earnest, daring faith. There will be faith on the earth, real genuine faith. Because the Lord has never left himself without witness. And although there may be a great falling away, a great apathy, a great apostasy, when Jesus comes, a remnant will remain who will be true to the book, the word of God and to the blood of Jesus Christ. Not all that sure I could be wrong about there being faith on the earth when Jesus comes. But there will be a remnant with real faith But of this I am most certain, that the Son of Man is coming again. I'm more sure of that than I am, that I am standing before you this afternoon in this pulpit in not being. I'm certain beyond any doubt whatsoever that Jesus is returning. Of course, there are mockers who say, Oh, we have heard all this for ages. Where is the sign of his coming? Things are going on and continuing just as they were. But Jesus most certainly, most definitely, the Son of Man is coming again. Hebrews 9 and verse 28. Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. The scriptures plainly declare that Jesus is coming, will appear a second time. He appeared the first time. 
he will appear a second time. I'm sure we were all deeply saddened by news of the explosion at the petrol station in County Donegal when ten precious souls without warning suddenly cast out into eternity very sudden unexpected without warning and they are ushered out of time into eternity the coming of Jesus will be just as sudden in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed that's from Paul's great chapter on the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15 in a moment in the twinkling in the blinking of an eye I am certain that Jesus is coming again not just because of scripture but because of Jesus himself he has promised it these four irrefutable words John chapter 14 he has told his disciples he is leaving them he's going to prepare a place for them and he says if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also from the holy the holiest lips that there ever were the lips of Jesus he never lied he never told a white lie he never told a half truth sincere holy honest in every word he said so he says I will come again when he does will the son of man find faith on earth will he who searches hearts find faith genuine faith in Jesus will he know without asking you will he know that you belong to him 
because you have faith, real faith in your heart. Will there be faith on earth? The Son of Man is coming again. And the most important question is, will he find faith in your heart? May it be so for his name's sake. Let us pray. Our God and Father, we thank you that all times and all seasons and all purposes are in your hands under your complete control. We thank you that the day is most certainly coming when you will say to your own dearly beloved Son, Return to earth. Bring your people home. And we thank you that Jesus, as he always was on earth, will be completely obedient to your command. And he will come. He will come in a cloud with great glory. And the holy angels with him. And the trumpet will sound. And the dead will be raised. And we thank you that those who have genuine faith. In the finished work of Jesus Christ. Will be brought back to heaven and to home. We bless you for such a thought. Such a reality. Lord, we do not know that day. We do know when it comes, it will come suddenly. So help us to be prepared. To have our lamps trimmed and full of oil. To be looking for the coming of the Son of God. Help us to be watching and waiting and ready. And Lord, we pray that our faith might shine forth every day that we live. Increase our faith. Give us a deeper, greater assurance in your word. And allow us to have your perfect way amongst us. For we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We turn to Psalm 125 on page 419. Psalm 125 they in the Lord that firmly trust shall be like Zion Hill, which at no time can be removed, but standeth ever still. As round about Jerusalem the mountains stand alway, 
the Lord his spoke doth compass so from henceforth and for a they in the Lord that firmly trust the benediction the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace Amen <laughs>